We welcome you to our Easter Sunday service. Yes, we are not together, but we are still in a moment of fellowship on Siloam Online. Thank you for tuning in from wherever you are tuning in from. And I know that later in the day you will share the broadcast. You will share it with many that you know. And this message, this service, this time of worship, we as Siloam will be covering the globe. So thank you very much for tuning in. I want to speak to you on this very auspicious day from the topic victory in times of crisis. Victory in times of crisis. Our scripture reference this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 28 from verse 1 to verse 8. Matthew chapter 28 from verse 1 to verse 8. And I want to read it to you as follows. And it says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said he would, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples the word. May the Lord bless the exposition of his word. By way of introduction, allow me to say to you this morning, we are in COVID-19 pandemic lockdown because the hope is to curb the spread of this disease. The lockdown caused tremendous panic and anxiety because we were mandated by our government to cut down on our social movements. Weeks now, we have been at home and many of us may have enjoyed the safety and the security of our loved ones and even our homes. On the other hand, the stark reality is that many have had turmoil brought upon them from this imposed and very necessary lockdown. In contrast to the backdrop of lockdown upon us, allow me to shout out and unreservedly exclaim to you, the church of God, and those of you watching us this morning. No matter the imposed rules and regulations upon us, the tomb of Jesus is still empty. No matter where we are in the world right now, we celebrate this occasion. We celebrate this momentous event in the life of the church and the history of mankind. The tomb of Jesus is empty. And whether you've been in relative safety or whether you've been in a time of turmoil in this lockdown, allow me to speak this into your spirit and into the atmosphere of your home. The tomb of Jesus is still empty because the empty tomb of the Christ our Lord and Savior marks a momentous occasion, and that momentous occasion is this, 
that we, the church of the living God, we have victory. Today is about victory. Today is about we, the church, being victorious in the collective and on, an, and on a personal level as well. We are victorious because up from the grave, he arose. And the Bible says to us that as we read out of Matthew chapter 28, that the tomb where he lay was empty. And the witness of the church for all eternity, the witness of the church for this day and age, even in the moment of crisis is this. Victory is ours because of the empty tomb. So in your home, put your hand up, shout out, I have the victory. We are victorious because of the empty tomb. Now many may say, Pastor, that event happened thousands of years ago. And we are now in a time and season that makes me question the validity of the message. I say to you again, the tomb, whether you question the resurrection, whether you know if it's real or not, the tomb is still empty. The empty tomb secures our victory. The empty tomb makes the children of God and the church of God arise in splendor, arise in His wonder, arise in His power, arise in His, in his might, and we can say we are victorious now and forevermore. I don't know how much of this I need to tell you and say and speak to you, but you have the victory. Because no matter what the world questions, no matter what other religions may question, the tomb is still empty. He is not found in a tomb. He is not found in an idle form. He lives on the inside of us. And not only does he live on the inside of us, he lives mightily and powerfully through us. So the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. The Apostle Paul writes to us and proclaims boldly, and church of the living God, allow me to tell you, we are to proclaim this boldly out of 1 Corinthians 15. And I read to you from verse 50 to verse 57. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal is put on immortality, then shall brought to pass the saying that is written and this is the power of the victory of the empty tomb. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory in the midst of lockdown, in the midst of the COVID pandemic. We have the victory and thanks be to God. 
who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus the Christ. We have victory. We have victory in abundance. We have victory in overflow. We have victory and strength as the sons and the daughters of God. We have victory in our step everywhere we go. Whether our movements are restricted. Whether our movements and our comings and our goings is stopped in this moment. You still have the victory. And can I be bold enough to exclaim? Can I be bold enough to declare that you have victory over sickness, over illness, over disease, over viruses, over bacteria? You have the victory. What are some of the key takeaways from the sermon this morning? Victory is the natural state of the believer. I'll say that again. Victory is the natural state of the believer. That is how we are supposed to live. We are supposed to live in victory. We are supposed to operate from a place of victory. That is why when you pray, you don't pray from a place of defeat. You pray from a place of victory. Victory is the ultimate assurance of our faith. Victory is the ultimate assurance of our faith. That means we have the assurance that He is God and He is God by Himself and He calls us His sons and His daughters and whatever we do in Him, through Him, for Him, according to Hebrews 11 and verse 6, understanding that without faith it is impossible to please God for those who believe that He is God, the Bible says will be rewarded because they are diligently seeking after Him. We have the ultimate assurance of our faith when we live in victory. Victory is the reward for our faithfulness. It is the reward for our obedience. It's the reward for our righteousness. But again, how do we live in victory in times of crisis? Can I tell you that the first thing we would need to do as the house of God, the people of God, we have to unburden ourselves from sin, from failure, from a past that is marked with just being irresponsible, a past that is marked with failure, with no success in it. We have to unburden ourselves. We have to understand that if we are to live in victory, even in times of crisis, we cannot live in condemnation. We cannot live in judgment. We cannot live in the fear of who we were and what we used to do. We cannot let the mantle of the past overpower the present and the destiny that God has for us. We have to unburden ourselves. We have to unburden ourselves from everything the enemy used to tell us we are and who we were and what we've done. Because according to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You have to lay aside the weight of the past. You have to lay aside the sin that, that, that ensnares and traps you. You have to run with endurance the race, the destiny, the purposes and the plan of God for your life. 
How do I live in victory in times of crisis? Number two, become a doer of the word of God. According to James 1 from verse 22 to 25, James writes and he says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away. You forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it. God will bless you when you do the word. Now church is no longer at a place where we meet together. For year after year, Sunday after Sunday, we heard the word. There's never been a shortage of the word of God being preached. There's never been a shortage of the word of God being proclaimed from the pulpit, being proclaimed from platforms the world over. There's never been a shortage of the spoken word. Now God is giving us a God opportunity, not just to speak the word, but God is giving us a God opportunity for us to do the word. So do the word of God. Do what it says. Obey his word. Live out his word. Because when we live out his word, when we do what it says, my brothers and my sisters, there is a release of reward for us. Blessing is not in what you hear. Blessing is in what you do. How can I live in victory? Number three, let your faith and your works align. To accelerate your productivity. Let your faith and your works align. To accelerate your productivity. In what God is calling you to. According to Ephesians 2, 8 and 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for to do good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in Him. Our faith and our works must align so we can accelerate what God has called us to do. That we can accelerate the productivity that's upon our lives. We are His workmanship and He wants us to do good works. He wants us to do works that impact. Works that stand out. Works that lift others. Works that advances the kingdom. He wants us to be productive. That means faith. And works must come together. What you believe and what you do must align. And when those align, it accelerates the productivity of your destiny. It accelerates the productivity of your success. It accelerates the productivity of your life. Everything you believe you are called to do, you will do with great haste, with great acceleration. And it will show you to be productive. Number four, how do I live in victory? In times of crisis, grow in the gift, the power, and the fruit of the Spirit. Grow in the gift, the power, and the fruit of the Spirit. According to Galatians 5, 22 to 25, it says, But the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
There is no law against the fruit of the Spirit. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. It is time to live in the fullness of the Spirit. The Spirit does not just come by the laying on of hands. It comes by its gift, by its power, and by exercising and practicing the fruits thereof. In this moment of lockdown, practice the fruit of the Spirit at home with your family. Number five, how do I live in the victory? In times of crisis, practice righteousness and don't just talk about it. Practice righteousness and don't just talk about it. According to 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. You are in right standing with God and you are right standing with others. Practice, walk, live in righteousness. Understand that it is a coming together of the blessing of God and the blessing of man upon your life. And the last one, number six, and how do we live in victory in times of crisis? Jesus before you, Jesus in you, Jesus through you, and Jesus for you. Jesus before you, Jesus in you, Jesus through you, and Jesus for you. According to Hebrews 12 and verse 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The victory of the empty tomb is the victory that Christ brings to you and I. That means we have to live in the fullness of the Christ in our lives. We have to live in the fullness of the victory of the empty tomb. We have victory in Jesus. Victory in times of crisis. Because he arose from the grave. He arose and he broke the chains of sin and death. He arose and he gave us victory. The finished work of the cross is the finished work of the grave. Knowing that sin and death can have no control over us. Knowing that sin and death cannot determine our destiny. Jesus before you, Jesus in you, Jesus through you, and Jesus is for you always. In conclusion, the empty tomb does not keep us trapped in past works of grace, but positions the church of God to fix our eyes to the heavens. It is the curse of the COVID-19 pandemic that many graves are filled and crematoriums are filled to capacity. We exclaim the truth of God's word. We exclaim with a loud voice and with great victory. The grave is empty. The tomb is empty. And he is risen. And because of the empty tomb. Because of the empty tomb many thousands years ago, we still have the victory. And we will live in victory even in moments and times of crisis. 
Father, I thank you as I pray for your people. Victory is theirs. They live in victory. The empty tomb secured their victory. The empty tomb gave them conquering grace and spirits over all things that the enemy could try and do to them. Thank you that we are victorious even in this moment of crisis. Victory is ours. We go to the empty tomb and we exclaim, we proclaim and we declare that he is risen. And because of he is risen, we are victorious. We thank you again for joining us today. We pray that you will have victory wherever you are. Send his victory over your family, over your friends, over your community, over your country, over this whole globe. Send his victory because of the empty tomb. Thank you for tuning in. Please share our broadcast far and wide. And thank you for being a blessing to us. Amen.